Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 718 with Christina Zhao. Then at this point, wait a minute, I don't need all that stuff because people already know where we are, who we are. They just need a way to order. So then we created this really simple landing page and it it of course redirects out to toasttab.com slash that's one dash house. But I tell my guests, go to setsoneats.com. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. For years, restaurant owners have been pleading for more integration in their restaurants, and they finally got it. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one, restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with POS systems, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build in Restaurant 365 a value of $5,000. Find out why Toast POS is the number one recommended restaurant POS system on Restaurants Unstoppable. If you're going to survive this upcoming recession, you have got to adapt, and you can't just adapt. You have to adapt fast. With Toast's cloud-based restaurant POS, your system will update to evolve along with changing industry trends and guest expectations. To learn more, head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable. And because you are restaurant unstoppable listeners, for a limited time, you will get one month free POS software, three months of free digital ordering tools, and 50% off implementation to ease the impact of COVID-19. This is a value of $1,000, but you've got to use our links. What is going on Unstoppables? We have such a great conversation for you today, Christina Zhao. So Christina came on my radar by way of Anatazin, somebody who I have a lot of respect for when it comes to technology in the restaurant industry. She really keeps her thumb on the pulse of what's happening there, especially when it comes to online ordering and delivery, which is a hot topic right now with all that's going on. So Anna reached out to me and said, you got to get Christina on the show. She's doing some really cool stuff. She's a super entrepreneur and she's kind of like MacGyvered and duct taped this, this solution for delivering online without using third party delivery. So that really got my attention. And not to mention, Christina has a really cool, like her family just has a cool American, uh, just true American story of immigrating to the country, starting with you know no more than two pennies to rub together, and they've really built something special in San Antonio using vertical integration, which is a, a topic I'm really getting uh, gaining more interest in. Uh, so in this conversation, we kind of shared the family story. Uh, we share what she's learned from her father, her mother, uh, other mentors in the industry, and we also get into her step-by-step process of implementing delivery and takeout using toast POS returns and another party, um, summer Glen creative, uh, which is basically a hosting in web design company for their landing page. So in today's episode, she takes us through step-by-step how she implemented this system and why she implemented the system. Um, hint, hint, no third party delivery platforms out there. Uh, they got really creative with 
just finding other solutions. Uh, we linked all those solutions. So if you head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 718, uh, we will share all those solutions with you. And side note, I when I showed up at Christina's restaurant, I had no idea that she's using one of our current sponsors, Toast POS. And we are currently locked into a CPA cost per acquisition deal with Toast POS. They pay us if we send them a new customer. And this is the reason why we agree to these terms because we know that people are using toast. Our guests are recommending toast by far the number one most recommended POS on the show. So if you're interested in toast, make sure you use our link toasttab.com slash unstoppable and support the show. And not only will you be supporting the show, but you'll also be supporting your wallet because if you use that link, you can save up to $1,000 worth of incentives that Toast is offering. And we're going to match that another $1,000 for just using our link to say thank you for supporting Restaurant Unstoppable. No better deal out there. Please use our links. Here's today's show. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Christina Zhao. Christina, are you feeling unstoppable today? Oh, I'm never stoppable. <laughs> yes, I love it. So, Christina, you have a unique entry into this industry. You are you are a unique guest for me. Uh, typically, I have my guests have at least five years of experience of owning, or and usually before that, they're working in incredible restaurants around the country. You've been in the industry for five years. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, just real quickly, give us an aerial view of who you are, and then we'll share the success quote. So. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, yeah. and I went to Health Careers High School. So I was on the path to being groomed for medical school. That never happened. I <laughs> went to the University of Texas and studied communications, corporate communications and public relations. And I got into the wireless industry on the B2B side, uh, working with uh, retailers, like individuals like yourself and myself who, okay. who uh, could distribute these products to consumers. Okay. And then I, after that, I got into the medical field a little bit, d- dibbled in that, and uh, then I dived headfirst into the restaurant and, business. And in 2015, your dad gives you a call and says, come join the, the family business, and here we are five years later, you're crushing it. Uh, and I'm really excited. So it was actually Anna Tazen that told me to reach out to you. And the reason why Anna told me to reach out to you is because Anna is like my like secret nerd, and she's probably shaking her head right now saying thanks, dick but she's like my secret nerd that I, she, she she's a person i go to for mm-hmm. tech questions uh I, I was even trying to get her to start her own podcast to collaborate with restaurant unstoppable mm-hmm. and she said to me you've got to get christina on she's killing it down there in san antonio and she in two months has went went from 80 percent uh full service your business was 80 percent full service correct correct two months ago 80 percent. Right. and you weren't really doing you weren't really geared for online ordering or delivery before this were you a little bit a little bit and now you're you said you're 10 percent down from this time last year we're 10 percent down as a whole like from january of, okay. of the entire okay, gotcha, year gotcha. but mm-hmm. still t- only 10 percent down during this time when you lost 80 percent of your business that's right? right so that's so incredible well, so we're here today to kind of unpackage how you approach this this pivot to online ordering and delivery but we also want to share your story because i think it's super inspirational that you come into this industry with zero experience and you're having the success you're having so i think there's there's an entrepreneur in there that i want to bring to the surface and make an example of so that's what we're going to do today and before we get into that story i want to get that motivational inspiration ball rolling with a success quarter mantra what do you got for us so there's three it's rule your mind or it will rule you nice uh, happiness is a state of mind it's a way of living okay uh, and it's not a destination yes and not taking no for an answer yeah so all these quotes are very much mindset quotes Absolutely. why is mindset so important 
because I mean, you at the end of the day, the only person that you can be in control of is yourself. Yes. You're not able to control what other people do, obviously, and and you can't control their responses, and you can't expect them to change. So you can only change your environment and do what you can do in your power to influence. Yeah. Do you ever lose your shit still? Oh, all the time. So like when you find yourself <laughs> losing your shit, because we all, we all preach, right? Mindfulness, mindfulness, sure. mindfulness, but we all lose our shit. Mm-hmm. So when you do lose your shit, how do you get yourself back on track? Well, I, I don't usually lose my shit over small things and maybe my small things might be big things for other yeah. people. It really just depends. And, and if I do, I, I, a lot of times you just have to take a step back and take a breather and a lot of problems kind of resolve themselves yeah. it's yeah. an amazing thing that happens i lost my shit last night casey <laughs> he's off camera somewhere i think he's behind me i we were trying to order ironically we uh-huh. were trying to order food online mm-hmm. i won't say the name of the restaurant because sure. they're a good they're a staple in in, in austin i don't mm-hmm. give them a i don't want to say anything bad about anybody sure. but it took us o- over 45 minutes to try to to get the work through this technology, mm-hmm. we finally gave up and called uh-huh. to place our order. And I threw my phone across the, the room oh. and I lost my shit. Uh-huh. And it's weird because I always preach mindfulness, mindfulness new, but we, yeah. we lose our shit. And that's and okay. Like, you're yeah. a human. Yeah, you're right? allowed to. And, exactly. and and sometimes you just have to get it out. And once yeah. it's out, you're just like, oh, it wasn't it's nothing personal. I just had to release yeah. that. I think it's important to own it though. Absolutely. When you do lose your shit, yes. to say, I lost my shit. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. You know, that's very important uh, as well. Yes. Go awesome. Awesome way to get this thing started. I see. I knew this was going to be a great interview. <laughs> um, so where does it make sense? I mean, you kind of gave us the aerial view, right? Mm-hmm. But I like to say behind every great restaurant's a great person and the people that influence us early in our lives are kind of help make us into the person we are and our journey can make mm-hmm. us into the person we person we are. So take us just real quick through your journey um, before getting into the restaurant industry, any key lessons, any key parts of your life that really formed who you are today and any, where we can hover over? Well, I I think the entire journey is incredible. It's ups and downs. It's a lot of self-reflection, a lot of different relationships that come and go, different influential people in your lives. Uh, people who've inspired me, my parents for sure. I mean, they came to the United States with nothing. Mm. And at the age of 30, we're talk- you're asking me about you know being in the restaurant business for five years only. These people came to the United States when they were 30 years old, not a penny to their name, right. no language skills. Mm. And they're able to to create an environment for their children to grow and to grow up to be contributing members to this society. Yeah. So your dad, before he opened the restaurant, was a, he had his own grocery he store, He does. Right? He has a grocery store right up the street from our restaurant, and he's been in that business since uh, 97. And that has helped us greatly because we are vertically integrated into... Uh, I mean, the two businesses are... are I love vertical yes. integration, so maybe we can get into that. So, so was the the grocery store? Are, are you guys focusing on Chinese sourcing Chinese? Yes, it is. A, it's a it's a or, sorry, Pan-Asian, not Chinese. Pan-Asian yeah. uh, grocery store. Okay. So he went from being in an eight hundred square foot space, and then we moved into a two thousand square foot space. So your dad's very much now, an entrepreneur. He so, is, yeah. and but he's a one man. Like he does everything himself so, and everything is up here in his mm. mind. I don't know how he does it because I love technology and I rely on technology to do a lot of things. Right. So let's take some lessons about your dad, reflecting mm. on the man your dad is. Uh, how, in what ways has he influenced and shaped who you are as a woman today? Well, so interestingly enough, my, my mother was the disciplinarian oh, growing okay. up. And my father, after he started his business, he, he didn't spend a lot of time at home. Uh, my mother 
taught us a lot. She, she had me organizing receipts and doing stuff when I was really little, like these skills that that who knows when yeah. they come into play. Yeah. But um, but he was always like, how do I explain this? It be careful, like, he's listening. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it, it would be along the lines of, Mom, can I do something? No, you can't do it. Dad, can I go do something? Well, if your mother says you can do it, then that's fine. <laughs> Mom, Dad said I could do X, Y, Z. Can I go do it? And then I'm sure they have a conversation. Uh, so he was oh, more of the enabler. Okay. You know, have the, have the daddy's little princess kind of thing going on. But, but then coming back to... Uh, the restaurant and moving back home after being on my own for so long, it was completely different. And then the dynamics of the workplace are completely different too, because you've got a guy who's been in business for, let's say 20 years already. And me, this little pipsqueak that he's known all all my life Mm. since he birthed me, she birthed me, but (laughs) he's a part of it. (laughs) Yes. And, and then being afraid, he is probably in many ways afraid to let go because he doesn't want to see me fail. Okay. But I have to prove that I can do mm. this. And then I, and, and we don't meet, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things too, because of the, the cultural dynamics and, and, and the way that we do things because he's coming from nothing and having to build everything for, from, from scratch. Whereas I went to school here and learned all these different things. And, and I have all these different mentalities where he's like, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing it this way? Lots of those kinds of arguments uh, back and forth. And it, it's, it's been an interesting journey. I think we should all try to start from scratch, though. I think that some people, when they get into this industry, mm-hmm. they, they have this vision, this lofty vision, this dream concept that mm-hmm. they want that on day one. It doesn't happen no, it doesn't. on no, it day doesn't. one. It, it, it happens from where you can start with nothing. That's right. right? And if you can't make it start from nothing, then... That's right. And, you know? and, and so what's interesting is all my prior experiences, I've never been in the corporate world per se. So I've always been in a situation where we don't have a budget for things, mm. where we don't have a specific protocol for things, where I have this freedom, creative freedom to do it. But guess what? You don't have any money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can be as creative as you want, but you have essentially not very much to, yeah. to, to use. But I do agree with you that it is very important to start from nothing and start from the ground up because you, you earn your, you earn your stripes and you, you earn that respect. Like how, how could I command a team when I have never been in the dish pit myself? Right. Like That's I'm, true. So, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. In fact, my, we just had this conversation the other day. We had a leak um, in, in the kitchen and my father was here and he's like, do you know that there's been a leak in the kitchen for six days? And I'm like, well, where is this leak? You're like, well, I don't need you to do it. I'm like, dad, if I don't know where the leak is, how <laughs> am I? Well, that's what, that's what the chefs are supposed to do. Well, dad, I also need to tell them where to look for it yeah. and so forth. It's, it's just interesting dynamics and, and learning to speak to each other in different ways. Um, about six months ago, I adopted a British persona that freaked everybody out. <laughs> they thought I was going through some type of mid like. Did you hit your head or something? Like a- <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. What happened was I bought a house. Oh. That's really what happened. And- I'd rather hit my head. <laughs> the two are pretty similar. But I adopted this accent because uh, my mother was home visiting. And for whatever reason, when I spoke in this 
fake British accent. She was responding to it, and she was she was <laughs> laughing and and oh. and playing around. And I was like, I should just speak like this forever. But, yeah, but, but people uh, hear, listen, right? Right. Yeah. It, and and it's like it's fascinating when you can start we get speaking. it? Can we hear it? I'm curious. Let me let, <laughs> let's, let's get a sample. Oh my goodness. Okay, you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> So it's a it's a fascinating thing that happens mm. when you start speaking in English. People start understanding you better. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that was great. Thank you for doing that. So keep keep going with your story. Keep oh my going. goodness. So, um, uh, I, I've lost track of where so we were. You we were talking about how oh. um, just communicating with your dad, mm-hmm. right? And you were talking about the sink, and then you started using this this English accent, and people started listening all of a sudden. Was yes. your train of thought? Yes, and. And a big takeaway from that is learning how to communicate. Ironically, I majored in corporate communications. And at the time, people were like, why are you going to school to learn how to communicate? You don't know how to talk. Yeah. Well, there's, this, there is a, there's an art to it. Yeah. You have to be very specific in, in who you're talking to, when you're talking to, what is the purpose of your message? How are they going to perceive it? So you dive into the psychology of people. Mm. And, then you, and then on that note, you have to really get to know that person. You have to be relatable and you have to understand what is motivating this person. How can I communicate my message to him in a way or her in a way that that is meaningful to them and that they will understand why it's important to me? Got you. And that also translates into the relationship building with my parents. But it was it's challenging because there is also a cultural barrier where um, and I I do speak Chinese and I guess I'm a little bit blessed in the in the sense that I have no issues enunciating things mm-hmm. so people oftentimes give me way more credit for my mastery of the language and so when i use a vocabulary word that's not quite correct they blow up at me your parents <laughs> and our chefs <laughs> okay and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Just, just, just kidding that's not what i meant and i and then i go to my phone and google translate what are all the other different words that mean the same okay. thing <laughs> so I love it. So there was a huge lesson in there. Just like, again, just the, the how to communicate, right? And when mm-hmm. you're communicating with somebody, you need to, oh, the word is empathy, right? Get into their mind. How, right. like, how can I use words to, to, to make what needs to be communicated resonate the most it's, with them? It's the fine line between leadership and manipulation. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> persuasion, I think, is the persuasion, word to yeah, use, yeah, right? Yes, and persuasion, persuasion is, what's the difference between manipulation and persuasion? Persuasion intention, is, I believe. What's that? The intention. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. And manipulation is getting somebody to do something without them even being aware of it, really. But I think persuasion is to say, hey, this is this is what I want to do for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to convince you. I'm trying to sell you on this idea, this thought for us to go here together, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to persuade you. I want to in, like influence you to, right, to, right, right. to do this thing. I want to present my points to you in a way that – and I need to make sure that you receive these points yeah. in the way that I intended them. Yeah. So – you grew up in the grocery business, basically watching your dad and your mom working and just starting from nothing and growing this thing, vertical mm-hmm. integration. You decided to go, or they had a plan for you to go to, to um, medical school, correct? Uh, I t- side note, I huh? love that there's kitchen noises in the background right now because <laughs> it means I'm back on site and it feels so good. Sorry. Oh, good. No so, worries. So keep going. Keep going. Um, they never said that like I have to go to medical school, but my parents were they did everything they could to set us up for success and they wanted us to to learn more to be knowledgeable and in your medical profession it's it's a steady or what's perceived to be a steady career uh, as you progress in life and so it's a it's a safe choice not um and it, 
and that's kind of how it was. But they never, they never said that you have to or we're going to disown you or anything like that. Got you. Um, so you didn't go to medical school. I you did ended not. up studying communication, like mm-hmm. we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, you also ended up working at a um, mobile uh, phone company, mm-hmm. and you got into other tech, B two B tech, right? A little bit. I'm trying to pull bits and pieces gotcha. of your story. Um, but I know there was one woman during our pre-interview chat mm-hmm. that had a huge influence on you. Um, she said, she, is yes. that safe to say? You know who I'm talking about. Yes, right I now. do. Okay. So I was in the wireless business uh, on the B2B side. Oh. My job was to take care of all of the accounts who were selling the uh, wireless product. And at, the, at one point, I had about 180 stores under my distribution area. Wow. It was what, like Dallas, Central, uh, Dallas and West Texas. Those were some long drives. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, um, after the wireless business, I got into the medical field uh, briefly, and I was helping out um, a physician in Dallas. Her name is Dr. Hong Davis. She's a family practitioner who specializes in anti-aging medicine. And it's not anti-aging medicine is not just like your cosmetic Botox things like that. It's it's the philosophy of uh, treating yourself to be healthy as opposed to waiting until you're sick to treat yourself. Okay. And food as medicine. Yes, kind of. that yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she is a significant figure in my life because of her leadership, the way the, the relationships that I see her have with her team. Mm. And we still have a great relationship. We talk all the time. Um, and just enabling and, and telling me that, Hey, things are going to be okay here. You don't have to feel bad. This, this stuff happens in life and, and just being there and the time that she was there for me, my life was just so needed. Um, can't really put into words. I always say the universe works in wonderful ways most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. So she would really just, again, I think kind of this whole mindfulness mantra that we started with, right? Absolutely. Like we as animals, we Mm -hmm. are animals. We can't forget that we are, you know, we came from monkeys, right? And we still have parts of those in us. Um, and we get re- reactive. Like we, when, when stuff comes up, we get reactive right. and we right. get stressed out. And we need to fix this right now. And like, oh, my God, like this is a, this is a threat mm-hmm. and we need to, to deal with this threat. But we get so close to it sometimes. Right? right. And we just get overwhelmed and we just swell with this anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's so unnecessary. It is. Yeah. Right. And she taught you to it sounds like she taught you to recognize she that she did she was very patient lady very very uh uh, just outgoing full of life and energy and joy and despite what's happening around her i mean and the 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 takeaway from that is you can never stop other things that are happening yeah doesn't mean that you have to be you don't have to respond to it you don't have to respond to it i mean sometimes we do have to respond to it but you don't have to be angry about it mm. because it's not why get angry. It's no. not going to change that it happened. Yeah. So you have to deal with it. They happen. That's a pain in the ass, but getting right. angry is not going to fix the That's issue. That's right. And it's going to make, it's going to give you wrinkles. Yep. And <laughs> but, or make but, you lose your hair, which is why. I have <laughs> yes. Well, and it was so interesting because so Dr. Davis, um, it, w- it was a friend of my mother's and I had met her when I was very young, when I was about probably eight, nine, ten years old. And she was actually a student of my grandfather's in China. So this is a weird, small world. But um, even though she comes from a very traditional background, too, her way, her approach 
and my parents' approach for that parenting style or that leadership style is just so different. Mm. Not to say one is better than the other, but they definitely offer to complement and they balance each other out. And that balance is so desperately needed. Yes. I'm going to remember this conversation the next time I want to throw my phone across the room ordering food. <laughs> um, then you're going to have to just replace your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It just compounds. Uh, any other key lessons, key mentors before coming on board uh, to, to work with your dad at Szechuan House? Well, uh, my mother is a huge inspiration along with my father because they did everything themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, It seems like your mom yeah. might have taught you a lot of discipline just from what she I picked up so did. far. She yeah. did. She was a disciplinarian and, um, and she's also absolutely... I was so angry at my mother growing up because anytime I had any issues with school with any teacher, I would tell her about it. And, you know, other kids, their parents would be like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. You know, so-and-so didn't do blah, 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 blah. My mother is like... She kept it real. <laughs> what did you do wrong? What could you have done differently? And and what could you have... have uh, did, did you miss something here? And always kind of introspective looking at yourself, which I really, really hated at the mm. time. Because I was like, I... I'm not looking for you to tell me that I did something wrong. I just want you to hug me and tell me that it's okay. (laughs) But in hindsight, that makes me an incredibly resilient person. Mm. And I do try to pass that on to our team too, Mm -hmm. because we are in hospitality. You can't say it's your fault customer. We have to say, okay, we messed up here. Let me take care of it for you and so forth. I love any other key lessons that you, you pulled from your mom. Well, she's a tough lady. Uh, too many. So many. That's, that's <laughs> the episode in itself. Yeah, right. I think we're good there. So I think we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors and sure. we'll get into, we'll pick up where you kind of came on board. Uh, first break into the restaurant industry. Okay. You're doing awesome. Thank you. Did you know Toast is the number one most recommended POS on Restaurant Unstoppable? I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that more than two-thirds of their employees have worked in the restaurant industry. And I'm feeling pretty confident that has something to do with their commission-free online ordering, which is a hot ticket right now, which lets guests easily order directly from restaurants for pickup or contactless delivery to keep revenue flowing during these uncertain times. They even have delivery services, which dispatches local drivers through an on-demand network to keep your community fed and revenue coming. Regardless of the reason why people are recommending Toast, I highly recommend you go check them out during this industry-wide pause. To learn more head to toasttab.com slash unstoppable and because you are restaurant unstoppable listeners for a limited time get one month of free pos software three months of free digital ordering tools and 50 percent off implementation to ease the impact of covid19 this is a value of one thousand dollars one more time that's toasttab dot com slash unstoppable you have to use that link to save one thousand dollars we're back and take us to the point where you're getting into the restaurant well first like how did they even go down like did did your parents just call you and say guess what like new plans well my father is a phenomenal cook himself and he's been encouraged throughout the years for for by others to open up a restaurant is this is his passion food because he was a grocer so is it bringing chinese culture it was the, the original culture? his his first store. It was actually called Huaren Fu Zhongxin, and what that means it. is it's got it. <laughs> yes, yes. What it actually means it's a, a center for um, Chinese immigrants who come to this 
essentially it's like a center a resource center mm. and his uh he started out doing water softener systems since we have this beautiful ro water here water is delicious and uh and he did uh range hood installations okay. because our cooking has a lot of smoke yeah. and fumes all the the hot high heat sauteing and he did uh satellite dishes installations for chinese satellite tv and back then these dishes were this big yeah. and um that's how he started and little by little, he added on to his his store, uh, sourcing in produce that were like lychee fruit, um, from like back in the day, longan fruit, and just things you would not find in the HEBs. And even now, example of uh, like say trumpet royal mushrooms, you might find those at not to throw anybody under the bus, but you find them at Whole Foods for nineteen ninety nine a pound. You can get them at Asian Market for five ninety nine a pound. Damn, why so expensive? I don't know. Yeah. Because people don't know what trumpet royale mushrooms are, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So he's always been kind of passionate about sourcing uh, uh, Chinese culture. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and they grew up in a very interesting time, too. Uh, both sides of my parents' families were landlords, which was which is a group that is not... that. In Chinese history, when the Communist Party first took over, they were groups that were looked down upon okay. and so their families lost everything Ugh. and and my both of my parents started working when they were 10 11 they didn't go to middle school they didn't go to high school they studied themselves and and got into college and so my father was Jeez. a chemistry teacher back in china and my mother was a neurologist back in china with no <laughs> formal education your dad became a chemistry teacher right that's incredible i mean they self-taught like they yeah, were very just, very mm-hmm. and, uh, what's the word there's an uh, autodidact like self-taught or something like that. I Maybe. think, yeah, but that's incredible. So, um, so he started like, so he had the grocery business and then mm-hmm. he, why, what, like, why well, what I was going to say is, is so there, there's also a story that I've heard. Uh, my, my father said to my mother, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to offer you all the riches in the world or promise you anything like that, but I'll always make sure that you have a roof over your head, a, a safe home and, Food on the table. What else can you ask for? Food on the table. Yeah. And so now we have a restaurant and a grocery store. So we're never going to go hungry. Okay. But, but that food is such a big component in the Chinese culture, in a lot of cultures too. I mean, food essentially, it brings people together. Yeah. And the way that we do our service here, it is family style because we encourage that camaraderie. And, and there are so many, there's, a, there's so many memes. There's a group on Facebook, the Subtle Asian Traits uh, <laughs> Facebook group, and it has this thing about Asian dads. And it's um, Asian's dad guide to apologizing. Right? <laughs> and then the next line says, cut fruit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his love language. Love like that's how, that's how we show hospitality. That's yeah. how we welcome you. The first thing you walk into someone's home, they're like, hey, have you eaten you yet? You know, it's so funny you're saying this because it's always been a dream of mine mm-hmm. to to do a little side hustle where I travel around the world uh-huh. and I just study what hospitality is right. and what it means and how they show it in different cultures. I think mm-hmm. that would be an incredible project. Uh, yeah. I just gave that idea away to the world. Don't, don't, don't steal my idea, guys. But on that note, there's so one time I was uh, I was uh, preparing for a team meeting and wanted to dive into this concept of or this idea of hospitality. And so I looked up the word hospitality, and one of the definitions that I found was, of course, there's the word. I, I want to know why the word hospital is in the word hospitality. Mm. And there is a 13th century definition that defines a hospital as a place for the needy. So 
it doesn't mean a medical a medical center is a hospital for people who are sick. Yeah. A restaurant is a hospital for people who are hungry. Mm. A hotel is a hospital for people who are tired. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's, I never knew that. I knew yeah. that the definition of hospi- hospital or hospitality it was warmth, generosity, giving. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that if you know, it's if a you're place for yeah, somebody to who's receive. needy. <laughs> exactly, it makes complete sense. Um, so you, so when did your dad open the restaurant? We opened in 2015. Okay, and, so you opened mm-hmm. the restaurant in 2015. This wasn't something he started before 2015, no. and then asked you to come on. So when he opened, he said, "Hey, Christina, no, not come." Quite like that either. How'd it go? Uh, so at that time, my mother was so my mother was a neurologist back in China, and when she moved over here, she worked in the psychiatry department. And between helping her husband with his business and bringing up two kids, she was studying to retake her board exams and so forth. And so she she was offered a position as a psychiatrist up in New York. Okay. And I was still living in Dallas at the time, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I decided to come back to help. And see, that's also an interesting point that, that will start or, or, or spark conversation because when we got into some of these arguments... They will all like my father will say, well, I didn't ask you to come down here. You just came down here. (laughs) But after seeing some of the things that I did that worked, didn't he stopped saying that. (laughs) So what's what's the picture look like now? How involved is your dad with the restaurant and how involved are you like who who's the shot caller at this point? I think we have a very uh, mutually respectful relationship from of each other. Since day one, my father has let me uh, run the front of house. Okay. The back of house is a little bit different uh, because our chefs are specialized in Chinese cooking mm. and then a lot of them came over here later in life and they don't there is a language barrier between my front and back of house staff. We use Google Translate and mm-hmm. so forth. And then there's that cultural dynamics too. So He's had to help me a lot in communication in that way, and and throughout the years, I've because you're fluent I've in Chinese, but you don't quite have all the cultural because you grew up in the states, correct? Right, and, and it's little things like the way that we talk to each other. Uh, example: so we on our on our point of sales, we have the item in English, and then it has it in Chinese, but mm. we accidentally missed a translation, and okay. and it was left off. One of my chefs comes out, and he says, because it didn't have. It said add vegetables or something like that. And, and he, he's like, well, the system doesn't have it on there. It's like, it, and, and so the immediate response is to push off the blame. And instead of saying, hey, can you add this? I noticed that you missed a translation let's not, here. Yeah, let's not let that happen again. Right. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just the way that they communicate is, is different. And I, do, I hate to generalize yeah. like that. But I do see it a lot in the older generation because they, they never learned about mm. how how people can perceive their message differently just because of the the way that they say it. Okay. So when you came on, your dad saw right away that you had a talent, that you were making recommendations using technology. Actually, paint that picture of what the restaurant was like before you came Mm -hmm. here, and then we'll kind of talk about the evolution. I came to the restaurant about two, three weeks uh, after it opened. Okay. I initially got involved when he was like, hey, this opportunity came up. I'm going to take over this. This was this place was an existing restaurant before. And he's going to take over this place. Uh, what, was I've the, got what was the restaurant that was here it was, I believe it was like four-star Chinese restaurant. So it was a Chinese restaurant. It was a Chinese so restaurant already. Like, it, yes, Which is another bit. great lesson right there. To- Ish. Um, <laughs> so, well, so the first thing that I was involved in is he had this menu. And because of my 
experience in high school from Photoshop and I'm sorry, in, in journalism and in, in newspaper and yearbook, I was familiar with these Illustrator and Photoshop and InDesign programs where I laid out the menu originally. That's how it all started. Okay. And then I moved back down about a two, three weeks later. And we were using uh, just a very, very basic point of sale system that, because we didn't know what we needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Do you know the name of that point? No, I can't remember. Fine. Keep going. <laughs> it was so far ago. Um, so, I mean, I knew nothing about being in the restaurant because I did not, I never served tables. Yeah. I never was a bartender. That's, that's and- why I love your story because I feel like <laughs> this is five years ago. Keep in mind, right? And right. here you guys, you guys are today. There's so many people that just find themselves in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. And it can be so overwhelming because there's, it, there's a whole language in itself in the restaurant industry, a whole culture, Absolutely. a subculture within sure. the restaurant sure. industry. If you're new to that and you're now the, you know, the boss's daughter, right? And now you're coming, becoming the boss, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and like that transition must've been hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like what, like how, like take us through that evolution of, of not really knowing much, mm-hmm. but having some skills, loving technology, knowing the benefit in technology. And it seems like you started injecting a lot of technology early on or is that not well, really? Well, getting started, I listened to your podcast. Oh really? Yes. What? Because I had no knowledge. That's and, crazy. And, I keep on forgetting that these get broadcasted. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Listen to your podcast. Well, thank uh, you, thank I, you. I read books. Um, one of the thing, one of the tools I still use is, uh, is Blinkist. I love it. Um, it's a, uh, it's an app that compiles a lot of different books, all sorts of topics, but it's, it shortens them into 15, yeah. 10 to 15 minute synopsises. And if you find it to be interesting, of course, you can dive deeper mm-hmm. into the book if you want to. But I can absorb a lot of information mm-hmm. very quickly. But um, I read, uh, I listened to Raising the Bar, talking about starting from the inside four walls. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, and we learned that in public relations too. So I had some foundation. It's very interesting how the past experiences that I had were applicable just in a different way in the restaurant setting. And I've have a great, I mean, I, I've, I've always loved food. I love to eat and mm-hmm. I love to cook myself. And so it was also an opportunity to dive deeper into my culture. And when I first got here, I'm looking around and we're surrounded probably in this one mile radius about by seven other Chinese restaurants. I've got one down the street here who's advertising Four ninety nine uh, lunch specials and seven ninety nine dinner specials, and I took a step back and I was wondering, why are we doing this to ourselves? We're working just as hard as any other business. Why? Why? Why are we gonna price compete with each other down to the ground? That that, in my opinion, was the demise of our industry and put us as far as putting us in the situation we are now. Right. Where our margins are so small. We did it to ourselves. Right. We should fix a percentage of the profit we're going to make and say, that's what we're going to make this percentage, whatever it is, 10%, 15%, whatever it is to you, mm-hmm. that's the basic. And then you just charge whatever you have to charge to get that. And then you make sure the value is there. Right. You have right? to build your product and yeah. build your brand. And so, so realizing that, We did at the very, very beginning have the lunch combos and so forth. But what was interesting is my chefs were getting confused. It's like, do I make the lunch size or the dinner size? I'm like, well, it's lunch right now, dude. (laughs) 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 But but because of that confusion, we just, I just decided to eliminate it. Of course, that was met with concern from my father, but he's, the other part is he has a full grocery store he has to run. He really can't, he doesn't have the ability to, to, be as micromanagement of me as he wanted to. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a forced 
so, so I just want to make sure I completely understand. Uh-huh. So when you think of a, your your traditional American Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. um, you there's combinations like right. there's usually like like choice A one, A two, A three, or B five. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure. and like that's how you pick what you want. Right. You get different combinations. What you said is why are we doing that? Why are we just creating the same options as the place or all, all the other places around us? Let's right. just let's just create our own menu. And I noticed, and because I actually came here earlier in the week, oh, to like kind of get, do a little like research. Cool. To, to, to we were experience. secret shopped. <laughs> yes, I, you, and I was surprised because your menu is not very traditional. Like you, you have fun with your menu. Mm-hmm. Um, you have unique names for the the the, the menu items, not. Like your traditional, Playful. yeah, not like your traditional Chinese. This store. menu update actually is uh, is recent. Um, we we read uh, did this menu. I think I want to say October or November of mm-hmm. this last year. Yeah, and it's inspired by cocktail names. I mean, think about uh, you, you go to a bar and you order a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You don't order a set ingredients in a Manhattan. Yeah, but with restaurant uh, uh, dish names, it's like you have dry wok sauteed green beans. It's boring. Yeah. And people don't read anyways. Mm-hmm. And well, that, what I found. And if you have an interesting name, at least they don't glimpse over that. Like, what's that? Like, what is that? So yeah. I'm going to read the ingredients mm-hmm. underneath. And then it also kind of forced my staff to inadvertently have to learn the dishes too. Yeah. But I think it also, the other thing, and this is kind of why it's always fun. And a lot, like, if, if I was giving somebody advice who wanted to open a restaurant, mm-hmm. I would say, go try to get a job at the best restaurants that you can get your, into, mm-hmm. you know, and go learn from the best. But I would, I've been so surprised by people like yourself who have zero experience that come in. And I think that sometimes not having that experience, having a clean slate, clean slate right. in your own perspective, you come in and then you can, then you just see like, why are we doing it like this? Well, because all the other restaurants I went to that I learned from did it like this. Huh, and then an now you come point. into the industry, uh-huh. you have no, none of those habits. You're like, well, this in my mind, doesn't make sense. With my, this, right. this clean slate mind of mine says, this makes way more sense to do it like this. Right. But, but, I just spit all over the mic. Good thing we're using the the special mic yeah, covers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so by 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 having that, that blank slate, you you see the world differently, and you can create unique selling propositions because Absolutely. of it. And that's what happened in your case. I You're, believe so. Yeah. And uh, and I mean, make no doubt, uh, uh, make no mistake. I have not been shorted by like sorry, all tongue tied. There has not been a shortage of industry veterans and mentors that have come into my life that I'm so grateful for Mm. and what has kept me in this business um, is the extreme amount of camaraderie there is people always say that it is a cutthroat industry and I believe that it is absolutely I was afraid to start this podcast because I was afraid people would be like I'm not going to tell you my industry secrets right but I've known that it's the most successful people who are also the most generous and right. that's why there's a, there's definitely a correlation there. There is, and 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 then the other part of that is your secret to success is not just one recipe. I can give you all of my recipes. That doesn't mean you can go out and open a Setsuan house. Yeah. And so what am I what am I afraid of? Yeah. Because it's not. It's more than a recipe. It's it's that's execution, right? Right. It, right. It's, it's your personality. Exactly. It's how you take care of your people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, all people. Your your guests. Your your uh, your your staff. Yeah. Um. One of the essential books for hospitality industry: setting the table, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh. It's just and then, so I have a lot of mentors in this in this business. And you make up a good point. I think that's one thing. Like we can literally. We live in a world today that's mm-hmm. so unique that we can literally whoever we want to be our mentor 
can be our mentor. Right. We just got to go reach out and or talk. just if there's a lot of people that are, are successful that put publications out, like Danny Meyer, one of the most Probably. successful restaurateurs well, in the world. How better to validate your expert level than exactly. publishing a book on it? Or there's, now <laughs> no. there's more and more restaurateurs starting podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and I think the future, I think, I think the future of our industry is going to be crowdsourced knowledge sharing. I think that Absolutely. you're going to see traditional education as we know it go away, especially now as we're being forced to homeschool and to mm-hmm. like to use the internet to to, to formally educate ourselves. I, mm-hmm. And I think you're seeing it happen with masterclasses. Has got a hundred million, another one hundred right. million dollars. Right. Was it you that just told me that, or no. somebody else told me that earlier today? Not me. Um, and like it's just like the, there's a shift happening right now, absolutely um, for sure. So we can find mentors everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Not to get too far far off track, but to bring it back to your story, um, look where you are now. Five years, right? at Szechuan House, uh, reflecting back to who you were when you came here with no experience in the industry, how have you grown? How have you evolved? Like, What were some of the things you were doing then mm-hmm. that you just shake your head at? And what are you doing differently now as far as your, your, your evolution goes? Well, at the very beginning, I was in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not mind getting in the trenches, but of, of course. And it does take that. I mean, and you have to, you have to coke, you definitely have to go in to it with an open mind you are you are the front of the house you are the back of the house you are the electrician you are the ice machine fixer you are the plumber you are like whatever the restaurant needs you to do you got to do are. it yeah. because unless you have unless you have just bokus of capital that you're sitting on that you can just hire anybody to do it for you which would not be wise to blow your budget that way you got to right. figure stuff you got to figure out how to do stuff out on your own um, but i've definitely learned to communicate better uh, I have, I do feel like I've grown as a leader and, and the relationships that I uh, have with my team, the understanding of where we are. And then that's a constant growth. Um, I've become more confident as an individual myself. Um, I've done a lot of self-reflection. Uh, when you said, did I hit my head? And I said, I bought a house. <laughs> it was, is real because, yeah. um, this is that when I bought that house, it was the first time in the last five years where I didn't have to come into the restaurant. Mm. And so I was actually away from the restaurant almost for 40 days, 40 nights. It was like an extra was a, a existential uh, crisis experience that yeah. I had. But as I'm moving into this brand new home, I'm unpacking 30 years of my life of all the stuff that I've accumulated, thought processes, physical things and let me tell you, it was, it was emotional. <laughs> I bet. I can imagine. But kind of taking that time of, of, um, of meditation, if you will, is so important because you do need that time to process. It's like you're bombarded with so, many, so much information. And every day in the restaurant business or in, any, in, in life in general, you're bombarded with more information. It's so hard to extract what is important. Why does this make sense? And a lot of times it's just keep going, keep going, keep going, go, 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 go. And then you're like, wait a minute, what's Not going on? So that time did allow me to kind of really process and reflect. Why, why, why did I date these guys? Why yeah. did I make that mistake? Why did I hire this person? And then you see, then you can see clearly the dots. Like, I mean, your your brain is this sponge, and you're trying to pick and choose each piece of information that actually makes sense and look at, okay, that's why this happened. Mm. I will not do this anymore. Yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> like, sometimes we need to slow down and just process. absorb and process. Right. We're just so, like you said, go, 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 go charge mm-hmm. ahead. 
Uh, and it's like, even like on the way down here, like I was talking with KC and we were talking about success. He's like, I think you're successful. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm just looking to the future. He's, and, but you have to stop and, and process and be right. like, you, you have, have to, to like, your, look back. You have right. to look backwards. You're like, I'm looking forwards, but you have to stop. And be like, well, holy shit. I was way back there. Right. I forgot exactly. how far exactly. I've come, That's right. That's know? right. And that's so powerful. It's, it's so important to do that, to get that perspective, to, to breathe and realize you Absolutely. are doing the right thing. That's right. That's yeah, right. I love and it. it's a balance of staying humble so that you can keep pushing yourself forward and always knowing that there is room for improvement, yeah. but also taking the time to give yourself enough credit that you deserve. Because a lot of times we are our own, uh, we are our own biggest enemy. Yeah. Like there's a, there's so many times I have conversations with my parents and I realize I get real emotional and I'm like, well, if I have this conversation with anybody else, I could give two shits. Yeah. It's not going to get me all teary eyed in motion. Why is this making me feel this way? And I realize it's because I have a, some sort of inadequacy feeling internally that's mm. kind of uh, uh, bringing up these emotions that have nothing to necessarily, well, it has everything to do with them, <laughs> but not necessarily that specific conversation topic. Yeah, I've loved this conversation, Christina. Thank you so much. We're going to take one more quick break. We're supposed to be here to be talking about delivery and online ordering, <laughs> and we're going to get there in two seconds. We'll be right back. If you're sick of paying multiple vendors and services to outfit your restaurant needs only to deal with the frustrations of technology that's clunky and void of that seamless experience that you so need, then you've got to check out Restaurant 365, a cloud-based restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, food and beverage vendors, and banks. With Restaurant 365, you'll have real-time reporting and analysis to make the best and most data-driven decisions no more guessing. Other features include detailed daily and labor data from your POS system, accounts payable automation, automated bank reconciliation, incorporated inventory management with guidance on reducing your food costs, and scheduling features to reduce labor costs and engage your employees, all saving you time, money, and headaches. Take action today and find out how Restaurant 365 is saving restaurant owners up to 5% on prime costs that's awesome head over to restaurant 365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30 percent off implementation and get a free inventory build within the system a value of 5k we're back and the reason you came on my radar was because of your response to covid19 and how well you handled it uh and what we can learn for you to kind of maybe adopt some of these best practices into our own business uh so take us through that what what was your business like say like in february the end of february like what what were your numbers like what were you doing what what were you focused on full service were you doing any kind of delivery like just get into like break it down that picture well we've always been a very experience driven restaurant and so 82 percent of our business is dining and we have we did zero delivery and uh Prior to that, of course, Grubhub and DoorDash, they've approached us before. And some of them have even put us on their platform without us even realizing it. But, of course, they wouldn't bill us for that because we didn't sign anything. Um, But the margins that they were asking for, it just didn't make sense for us. Because you want 20% or 30%. You had to keep in mind that a healthy, a very, very healthy restaurant is making about 20% profit margin. Mm-hmm. So that means if I sell you something for $10, I'm only making $2 off mm-hmm. of it if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And Uber wants $3 of that? Where is that going to come from? How am I going to pay my staff? And so 
I mean, we were forced to look into delivery options because we are having to close our. Oops, sorry, we're having to. It's your, it's your computer over there. <laughs> uh, we're having to close our dining room. So, yep. sure, we can do curbside pickup, but I, I want to, I want to be able to bring my product to my guests. That first week that we were shut down, there was such an outpour of love from our loyal, our most loyal guests of just you know the, the generosity of of their gratuities and and ordering and so forth. And but we know that in the long term, you know, I know you're helping me right now, but dude, you can't spend a hundred dollars every day at a restaurant yeah. every single day yeah. and keep us all afloat. Yeah. We've got to take things into our own hands and figure things out. So when it all happened, well, first we when you said it, when it all happened with COVID COVID. Yeah. When, but before mm-hmm. COVID you you said 80% of your gross was in house mm-hmm. and you did 20%, 20% delivery pickup. Uh, no, no delivery, no delivery just, just pick up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just take out. Okay. Sorry. I just want to make sure people no understood that. So p- take it from there. And then, uh, so we switched over from an old basic system over to Toast back in 2017. And the reason that happened was because our Bluetooth connection went out for whatever reason with the front and ho- uh, at the front of house and the back of house printer. So we were physically having to run tickets to the back, which you think it's not a big deal, but no, every second counts yeah, when you're busy. Absolutely. So that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And I yeah. started looking into different point of sale systems and so forth. And we decided to go with Toast. What was which, it about Toast? And side note, Toast mm-hmm. is a current sponsor. Oh, and okay. I did not know. Did ah, I know before this? I know. Toast? No, no. And this is why... This is the only company I'd be willing to do a a CPA model, cost per acquisition, which means Mm -hmm. we only get paid unless you use our links to to go with Toast. Gotcha. And they're taking care of us. They're going to pay us $2,500 for every lead we send. We're splitting it with you, our listeners. Ah. So if you use our link to get Toast, we will send you a check for $1,000 after taxes. Right? And Toast is pretty much matching that with the incentives they're offering to use um, to use our link. So mm-hmm. I don't need to, I'm not, I'm not here to pitch. I'm just saying this <laughs> sure. is why that we're Absolutely. doing this deal with Toast because we believe in them that much because so many people right. recommend them. So mm-hmm. what was it about Toast that made you uh, go with, at, in 2017, there was a lot of options. There were, and there still are. Yeah. Um, I and, and I guess at the time, I have very specific needs for front and house of, uh, front, sorry, front of house, back of house and in the communication aspect. So a huge component of what I need in a POS is the the dual language to have, mm. to, even if it if, even if the interface itself is not in Mandarin, it has to be able to print out in Mandarin, or it has to support the characters to show gotcha. up on the screen. Some of the providers at the time did not have that option, and then some of the other providers at the time were an arm and a leg. So. Uh, we went with Toast, and I'm really glad we did. They're just—they're very proactive. They're very responsive. They're constantly coming up with new, like they're—they're they're just on top of it. They—they—they mm-hmm. they, they know what their customers want. They—they um, they listen to what their customers want, and then they develop the platform to do so. I mean, they came out with their own delivery system that's powered by uh, uh, DoorDash on the back end amidst this crisis yeah. and they did that within a month and a half or yeah. something so it's in, incredible in three quarters of their entire uh, employees staff or their, their staff right are, are restaurants. restaurant people right yeah. so and so it's like really right. for restaurants <laughs> by restaurants and i mean we can go on and on about toast, toast pitch and, over right? we love toast i know uh, but i just wanted to learn a little <laughs> bit more there so yes. uh i was su- i'm assuming that toast plays into the delivery it does and uh, a little bit? Not the 
delivery component for us, but it does play into the online ordering. So we actually launched the online ordering component back in December. Mm-hmm. But this is very important. Um, our URL for ordering online was toasttab.com slash setswan-house. You say that three times fast no. and tell your customers, right? <laughs> yeah. You can't. So we, I've had the domain name setswaneats.com um, and the wonderful people at Submer Glen Creative have been helping me with this. And uh, it, I just can never put it together because there's an about me section. There's a photo gallery. There's, there's whatever. You, you would think about all this content that you want to write and then we are shut down. Then at this point, wait a minute, I don't need all that stuff because people already know where we are, who mm-hmm. we are. They just need a way to order. Yep. So then we created this really simple landing page and it, it of course, redirects out to toasttab.com slash setswan-house. But I tell my guests, go to setswaneats.com. Yeah. Order. And so... Do you, is that a practice that you recommend that everybody does? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So before, when we had the online ordering up back in December, from December to, let's just say March, up until uh, the closing of the dining rooms, online sales were 0.2% of all of our sales. Wow. Now, online sales make up 50% that of our crazy. sales. And when you're, when you're closed, when your dining room is closed, you... This is before you, COVID-19. I'm sorry? Was this you, before COVID-19? So you made the switch... Oh, no, 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 no. We, okay. we, we launched our website after our dining room was shut down. Okay, gotcha, And gotcha. we launched that website probably in three days. Gotcha. Because we just I mean, focused on the key things. What are my new operating hours? How do you order online? How do you order for delivery? Links to my social medias because you, and 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 uh, review sites if you want to know about us and then you want to see our pictures. So before COVID nineteen, you had a whole separate website. We didn't even have one. You didn't have a website. Wow. No, we just crazy. we just had Instagram, Facebook. We have online presence. Okay. We didn't have a website, but we had online presence. Okay. Um, we we I mean, if you look us up on Yelp and Google, we've got lots and lots of reviews. And then Facebook page and Instagram were involved with the community gotcha. and so forth and. So you create a website, mm-hmm. Szechuan Eats, mm-hmm. and um, the whole purpose of that website is to redirect people to, I got three things, how to mm-hmm. order, mm-hmm. right? How to order, our new operating hours. And then you just redirect. So you land a Szechuan Eats, they click on that link, and that brings them to, to the online Toast. portal. Yes, because then when they order through Toast, that portal, it feeds directly into our kitchen. I'm not having to transfer an order that I receive one way into another device. That's an extra step. Okay. So... Um, that component was there. We just needed the, the, the building out the website help make that transition more seamless. And when you switch over from a dine-in to a takeout only model, you do have different set of logistics. We're not allowing people to come into our dining room. So what do they do? They're going to call us. Well, we don't have a switchboard. Yeah. And so when people call and they can't get through, they're either going to think you're not open or you're you know just not being responsive or whatever it is. Yeah. So... What was funny is I actually set up our phones back in the day with our primary number being a cell phone line. Okay. And it's forwarded over to a landline. Okay. So we can text from it. So on my website, I'm also telling people, hey, text us. If you can't get through the phone, it's because we're on the other line. What services are you using to do that? Like technologies or can you think of the names? It's an iPhone. And uh, I mean, it's, it's an Apple iPhone. And then, and, and then Time Warner cable. Time so Warner is our... Pro- the, so you can send... You don't, oh, Yeah. 
like this on your on your phone, you can just forward your number to to whatever phone number you. Oh, I did not know to. that. See, you are a tech person. Interesting. I'll show you here. Show the camera. Ah, so I'm on my phone here. Oh wait, my my phone number's on there too. And then there's this call forwarding button. Okay. Call forwarding button. And cool. then you just turn that on, and it says forward. Oh to. my gosh. And so it we need to come to interview you more often. This is amazing. So, um, so okay. So mm-hmm. you forward the. That's another trick we learned. Right. But is it worth getting back to the online ordering? Well, path? It's, I don't want to make it, it too complicated. It's, it's all about communication. Okay. A little bit of communication that's goes right. a long Major way. Communication. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, we need to be able to talk to our customers. Our customers need to be able to talk to us. Mm. And when I'm on the phone with another customer, I can't talk to you. Mm. But guess what? I can multitask. You can message me yeah. on. I can talk to a customer on the phone and then have someone else respond to a text message yep. or they can even call. Now that customer has texted us, we can even call them back from a different number. That's fine. Yeah. And you, if you're using your Mac, your right. MacBook, you can even type. type. That's right. And that messaging. actually is a huge component of our delivery program too. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what, what components are like, what, what things, what, Things are coming together that we've touched right now. You have Toast, mm-hmm. which is tied That's to your POS and right. where people are going to order. Right. You have a landing page that you built on. So it's a WordPress landing page, okay. but Summer Glenn Creative okay. is the is the agency who help us put it together. Okay. And they're actually doing something incredible right now. Um, I mean, hosting you have to pay for anyways. Yeah. But they're offering uh, a, a complimentary landing page for retail businesses uh, with the purchase of their hosting. Got you. And so people can have a website. Okay. That's a huge and thing. And then you have your iOS technology. Right. And what else have we... And then the last component is the delivery component. We're using an application called Returns. Okay. And Returns is uh, it's not a customer-facing platform, so I wouldn't go to Returns to order. Therefore, I'm not giving up a margin, per se. Okay. I'm using Returns as a, uh, a management system to internally dispatch drivers so what we have done is we've had our employees in-house employees register as contract drivers with returns okay and when i have and we're scheduling them in blocks because that's what amazon so does now i got them a job that's right <laughs> yeah, that's right i don't go. have to furlough them okay so they're now able to do these deliveries for me and then i am able to control exactly how much money i want to pay for this delivery to be delivered. Got you. Redundant, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I got you. No. So you're just outsourcing basically the delivery component with a return. Just a liability component. Yeah. Really. And now, so yeah, because now you don't have to get insurance because you're, the returns app is, is the taking, employer of is the taking that burden. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just the middleman. That's right. That's genius. Right. So that's what we're doing. Um, I mean, back to the to to kind of skirt back to Uber Eats and Grubhub and such. You know, they do offer a great service, but I do think that the 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 positioning is very incorrect. It's they they will say that you know you get so much exposure and so much, yada 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 in exchange for this thirty percent or twenty percent, whatever it is. But you're not. You have to think about it as an advertising expense. Yeah. I could see this app being functional or like very uh, valuable for someone who might be a newcomer in this business, yeah. and they don't have a loyal uh, they're trying to get fan discovered. base. They're trying to get discovered. Yeah. So you now, so you're on this platform with all these other restaurants. But for many restaurants who have been around for a while, we do have a loyal guest base. And why would why would I pay you an advertising fee of thirty percent? 
to advertise to customers that are already shopping for me. Yeah, and that's it's the like thing. would Toast give me a thousand dollars right now because I'm already a Toast customer. Yeah, and, and they're, <laughs> they're going to say that they're driving business to your to your restaurant, and that's where maybe initial business. Right. But the thing is, p- people are creatures of habit. That's right. And we're not going to change our habits right. to order when we if if we already mm-hmm. have our credit card mm-hmm. information loaded. We mm-hmm. we have it's we we get used to just I'm mm-hmm. hungry. That's right. I'm going to op- grab my phone. Okay. I'm going to hit Uber Eats because mm-hmm. like I've been trained to do that because mm-hmm. I'm a monkey, you know, like, and that's what happens. And we, uh-huh. we develop these, these habits, these routines. And when we train the general public to, to use these apps, to do those things, it's hard to get them to stop doing those right. things. Unless you're not on the app to begin with it, and then they have to come to you directly. Yeah. Because you're so good. Right. But it, that's that's hard to do and it's hard to get people to break those habits. Right. It's hard to get people to say, please don't use Uber Eats. Please mm-hmm. just go straight to our online ordering platform. And if your online ordering platform is junk, which it won't be if you use toast, just throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, then it's hard to, you know, like to break those. It's, we can't underestimate how hard it is to break habits in the consumer. Absolutely. And uh, so the thing about returns, I was talking to Anna about it mm. and when I explained it to her, she's like, huh, it sounds like you've, uh, Pretty much like (laughs) duct taped together a solution that's working out for you really, really well. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's not uh, it's not a one step thing. It's there's multiple components going on. And and it is in in this process, we've like delivery is our new product that we're bringing to the market. So. What do we have to think about if we're marketing a new product? We got to think about where we're placing it. What, what what are we pricing it at? Do I do I pass this charge on to the customer or do I eat this charge myself? Um, where am I place or I said said that already? Um, uh, where where am I going yeah. to go? Like where do I distribute to? Um, and and who is involved in this process? Your people and and so forth. So it's it's cre- it's a bringing a new thing to market. Yeah. And in that process, we will you know, communicate with our guests. So we have messages that are already not necessarily preloaded, but just a guideline for my staff to follow. And it goes along the lines of, uh, let's see if I can find it here. Oh my goodness. It's like, hello, uh, friend. I'm your dedicated hospitality concierge. That is our, our term that yeah. we coined. It's, this is the hospitality concierge experience because we're bringing hospitality to you. Yes. Uh, contactless keeping you at home or contactless curbside pickup and um, so I'm your dedicated hospitality concierge you can text this number at any 12 to 8 and so forth Uh, your address has been confirmed for to be in our delivery zone please respond with a picture of where you would like us to set your delivery so now guess what we also have this interaction with our guests on our cell phone yep and and if something now we can be fully responsible for this entire order process because even with these other apps i mean i don't know when they're going to get here to take my food out i don't know who is driving my food like if you see if you go to if you're you're a regular at my if, at my restaurant and you see your regular server yeah. dropping off your food. Like, doesn't that give you a more sense Absolutely. of security that somebody's taking care of For sure. you and making sure that your product is getting there safe? And and it does give us more control. If something's wrong with your order, I'm going to send somebody out right out and you know take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. And you call me a control freak, but <laughs> no, no. I mean, I love this. So, is there any part of this um, full picture? Uh, from you know placing the order to getting it in the hands of the guests that we haven't covered yet to, to paint the big picture um 
I, I don't think so. So I mean, just... as far as some calls to actions that people want to replicate this mm-hmm. in, in their business, uh, you're using one toast. This mm-hmm. was not planned. I swear to God. <laughs> right. Two uh, return. Well, returns. Returns. Mm-hmm. And you can do it with those two components. You don't That's need right. the landing page or any of that. You don't need stuff. the landing page. No. It, it's definitely helpful to have one just because it's an ease of ease yeah. of telling people where to go. Yeah. And uh but online presence is important. Where we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook. When when this all happened, we were using these as mediums to communicate this message yeah. to our guests as well, saying, "Hey, Sets One House is offering this, and yada yada yada." So they know where to find us, how yeah. to find us. And I don't know if it's. I know it's been said a couple times mm-hmm. already. Um, I don't know if it was on air. Mm-hmm. It might have been before the interview. Okay. You were um, you're just ten percent below where you were. Two months ago, before COVID nineteen. So we are. So our revenue, if we do a year over year comparison from January all the way up until now of twenty nineteen, January all the way up until now twenty twenty, we're only behind by ten percent. Only behind by by ten percent. Right. Are you more profitable? Actually, uh, so even though we're behind on, uh, I can't answer that question for you yet. But I, my but gut instinct expenses. is leading towards yes. But yes, because we are we are are previous operating hours were 11 to 9. Now I'm open 12 to 8, so we do have reduced labor costs yeah. and so and forth. And fewer people working. Too. And fewer people working. And um, so... And and we don't have any breakage from yeah. from glasses <laughs> yeah. and no ter- and yeah. so forth. And no shrinkage, right? That's right. Yeah. Less shrinkage. Yeah. Um, amazing. This is awesome. I mean, this is what it's all about. And the why I'm so excited about this is because Listen, it's tough out there right now. I'm not going to, you know, call everybody a bunch of wusses and wimps. Like, we got hit hard. We and did. I, Absolutely. I, can simp- I just sympathize so bad for people in your position in the restaurateurs around the world. But at the same time, like we said earlier in today's discussion, right? right? Like, we can get pissed off and, and be angry and shake our fists at the world. Or we can Do create a solution. It. That's right. right. And at the end of the day, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You mm. chose to do this. You knew that this wasn't going to be easy. This is just another thing that's been thrown at you. Mm-hmm. So you can either wave the flag or you can think out of the side of the box. And, yeah. and I think some people are afraid to talk about, oh, actually, COVID hasn't been that bad for me. Right. People don't want to say that because COVID has been bad for a, a lot, lot of people. people. But, but it has opened up so many other opportunities. My front and front of house and back of house communication has never been so seamless. They're communicating yeah. more with each other. Um, we're able to look at other opportunities to branch into, like bottling our hot oils and our sauces and getting them into re- like uh, on online retail. retail. Yeah. And we didn't have time to do that before because... Yeah. I had to worry that the customer was upset about waiting in line for too long. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think the lesson here, I, I, it's like a lot of that came out of our conversation, this idea of just mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. And not letting the world get to you when things don't go away. It doesn't make right. sense to get yeah. angry. It makes sense to find solutions. It does. And, and like, anger takes energy and, right. it, and it, it absorbs it swells your your, your conscious it does. mind it does and it, it creates a fog that you can't see beyond and, and it when gets you, away. Yeah, and when you don't away. let that fog like you know rest settle Way in down. on you right? right then you can see opportunity right. you can, and you can take, see you the silver gotta, linings uh, step back and get a not from the bank but yeah. get a step back from from being this yeah. close and you see that okay that's just one dot yes and I it's gonna it. be okay so if we're interested in 
adopting this practice? Mm-hmm. What's where do we go? How do we do we are you? So I'm happy to, to talk about okay. it. Y'all, the people can reach out to me uh, either via email or on our Instagram at sets on eats or on my personal Instagram X Tina. Z-E-E-E-E-E. Or you can go to the returns uh, page and download the returns app. Definitely get in touch with the developers on that end because it is it's, it is an individually set up process yeah. because everybody's program is going to look different. Yeah. I'm choosing to... So one thing that we're doing differently uh, is with every other delivery program out there, you are restricted by a mile radius of travel. We are doing our delivery based off of distance. I mean, sorry, uh, based off of travel time because not all miles are created e- equally. Mm-hmm. I live 13 miles away from the restaurant, but it takes me 15 minutes to get here because highway to highway. And if I know most of my guests are in XYZ part of town, why would I not travel to them? Exactly. And what we're also doing is we're saying, okay, well, if your order is over a certain threshold, we can complementarily deliver it to you. But we also notice that the, the, the change in delivery order, I mean, sorry, takeout order habits, you're not ordering takeout on your way home with one low main or one order of something. You're ordering for your whole family. You're, 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 you're gathering at home. And so a lot of people do meet that minimum threshold. Got you. I've, I've loved this conversation. I really have. Uh, this is episode 718. Huh. So if you're interested in learning more about Christina and connecting with Christina, I'll link to uh, how to contact you Absolutely. in those show notes. So head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 718. And um, I, I before we say goodbye, it's tradition here at Restaurant Unstoppable to call some folks out. That's how I find future okay. mentors for my show. Oh, I have so many. Yeah, so who are two people? Think of two, two. people, maybe three, Thank if you, you can't know. just limit it to two, that okay. you respect and admire and believe would make great guest mentors like you've made for us today. Susan and Peter uh, Sifson, Sifson, I hope I said that right, from yeah. The Cookhouse. Okay. They are phenomenal folks. Susan um, and Steven, you said? S- Susan and Peter. Peter, sorry. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, She's been an incredible friend and mentor to me throughout the years. And we met through the restaurant here. Um, Anne and Jeremy from Bakery Lorraine, they're phenomenal people. I mean, there's just too many. I hate being like, I'm going to forget people. They're going to be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you can come on the show uh, when you crack the next code and we can ask some more people to come on. Sure. So so those are the. Those those two definitely great places to start. All right, look out, guys. I'm, uh, I'm coming at you. We already said that, we already told the folks how to connect with you but just one more time drop it on us how to connect so we're on our our restaurant instagram is at sets on eats yep. s-i-c-h-u-a-n and then my instagram oh, e-a-t-s and then my instagram is at x-t-i-n-a-z-e-e-e-e-e beautiful and this is episode 718 again uh, head over to restaurant slash 718 to connect and uh, to share this knowledge and that, that's what this is all about it's about coming together sharing knowledge and making the industry stronger because of it and there is no questioning that you are unstoppable uh thank you so much christina for coming on and sharing that knowledge thank you for you having great. me it was our pleasure cheers cheers we'll cut it there What did I say? 
great episode today, right? The big takeaways for me in today's chat, uh, I just love making an example of Christina Zhao and her family, her mother, her, her dad coming together to this country with the American dream, immigrating to this country with the American dream to just do what they love. And, and I I really love this idea of vertical integration. It's something that we're seeing more and more of. And I, and I hope that this is the future of our industry. I hope that we come together and start collaborating and masterminding in our communities to to, to make it about we, to make it about us, and how can we as a community serve our community better through our unique skills and our strengths and just collaborating. I mean, there's just so much power in vertical integration. Uh, Ari Weinswag, uh, Zingerman's Delicatessen is the first company that really put this on my radar and what they're doing in this uh, community of business. And I don't know, like, I definitely want to look more into Szechuan House and what Christina, I don't even know her, her dad's name. I'm really embarrassed to admit that, but I want to look more into what they're doing over there. I also love uh, how to the, the conversation of how to accurately communicate and we can't overemphasize the importance of communication. It's how we gain trust within our organizations, that constant communication, letting people know where we stand and letting them know where they stand, right? Uh, why getting angry is not worth your time was another subject that came up today. Uh, it's really having that emotional control that emotional intelligence is super powerful then obviously today's big conversation around how to implement delivery and takeout without using those third-party deliveries and christina got super creative there and it was a really a pleasure to make an example of what she's doing and again toast pos recommended organically on today's show that was not planned that was not scripted it's natural organic um and if you use our link toasttab.com slash unstoppable. You can save up to $1,000 on implementation and we'll match it. Another 30, sorry, another $1,000 on top of it. User links, support the show and we'll support your wallet. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace out.